from the nation's capital, this is The Larry King Show. Portions are played back in the Pacific time zone. Here again, the host of our program, Larry King. Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy, he calls to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. I am Spud Goodman. <laughs> Spud Goodman. <laughs> Thanks for dropping by and listening to our little radio show. I can't make any promises, but there's a good chance you're going to kind of like what we have for you tonight. I think it's worth hanging around at least. Um, I should now acknowledge our temporary co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Well, it's, it's temporary permanent co-host, but Whatever. I, I really don't understand why you continue to leave out the permanent title after the temporary tag. It has become a very sensitive subject to me. Have you been given formally the notice that you are the permanent co-host of this program? Well... Have you? No, no, but I'm assuming that this is only a formality, as I've been in this temporary limbo professionally for a long time now, and really, I feel... Look, you can't make a decree like a king or something. You have to earn the title, and for now, you're just another temp worker. So let me introduce our designated laugher, Gina. Thank you so much for doing what you do, as you have no idea how much I appreciate (laughs) it. All right? Thank you. All right. Yeah, again, I want to say, I'm also ready to provide any needed laughter. Listen to this. (laughs) It's hard to laugh when you say anything. Well, I I believe I'm under you an underutilized talent in this area, if I may say so. Uh, you can say it, but it doesn't I, make it so. I just did. Uh, say there, it. There's something I did want to ask you about. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if on air is the right time, but what the hell? You know, we got to fill some time anyway. Oh what? It hit me um, that one of the reasons I'm having a bit of difficulty finding the right woman is I may be looking in the wrong places. The dating websites are, you know, are hit and miss, and mm-hmm. right now it's much more miss. So mm-hmm. what I was thinking of was, check this out, how, how many single women there must be in churches, specifically oh. your church? Because <laughs> I read that Mormon women treat men really, really well. That's so hot. Um, is that true or one more hoax floating around the internet? No, oh, no, absolutely. Uh, women in our church have been instructed to take care of their husbands, for sure. I mean, my wife, Rachel... Look, look she- I know all about your wife. No, no. offense. Oh. No offense. But and, and I'll chalk that one up to... You had to have made some sort of side deal well. you know, with her family. But I'm talking about the normal, everyday Mormon females. Is it true mm-hmm. the odds are like... Two eligible women for every guy? No, no, but the numbers I've read recently are approximately 
56% female to 44% male. Well, I, I have to like those numbers. Yeah. It makes, you know, for a lot less heavy lifting, you know. But I'm, Now, I'm not saying here I'm going to join the Mormon church as I really don't know much about it other than you people sort of need a fashion makeover. No offense, but oh. ha- have you guys ever heard of the word flair? Well... Listen, clothes don't make the man, Spud. That's a basic tenet of our church. Yeah, but why do you guys all look alike? Is there like an official uniform or something? Well, you know, we do prefer the basics in fashion, if basics. that's what you're asking yeah, that's, that's me. And one it only way, makes common sense. I don't know, it's the one way to describe it. So yeah. for me to score, I'm going to have to go out and buy a bunch of white shirts and clip-on ties. That no. I might be able to do. Uh, but I will never, ever... I mean, hell's going to freeze over before I ever put on a pair of Dockers. That's a deal-breaker for me. But instead of trying to find reasons not to join the church, maybe you should concentrate on the aspects that you find appealing. You mean besides the tons of women? Well, well I don't know. Right now, I just got to play some music. That's what I need to do right okay, now. Okay. This is a song from our first guest who's going to be on in just a bit, Margaret Cho, and it's titled Hey Big Dog, and it also features Fiona Apple on vocals, so let's check it out. Look. 
My name's Andy Dick, and you are currently listening to The Spud Goodman Show. Hey, uh, Spud, your yeah. first guest, Margaret Cho, is All ready right. to go on the line. Now, I know you're a fan of hers, and she's been on the show a couple of times previously, right? Yep. I love Margaret. Well, I gotta say, she must not detest you or anything, as she's willing to come back on well, the show. I- I that feel, is messed up, yo. I kind of feel that's a safe assumption to yeah. make. And, and you can count on one hand, really, how many guests who, who have appeared on my show actually detest me afterwards. That's a mm. strong word, man. I will cop to maybe annoying a bunch of guests, but most tolerate me. Well, I, I guess so. But I know you will never get Bill O'Reilly on well, your show again. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, it, but he, you know, he did my cable TV show. And, I remember, yeah, yeah. And to set the record straight. And I did get word back from the Fox people afterwards that he didn't care for me. But hmm. you know, I'm not going to lie; it's true. But I guess I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Well, being called a pinhead by Bill is kind of a badge of honor in some circles, though. I will say the wife and I really enjoy the factor each night. I'm just being honest myself here. Really? Oh yeah. On that note, please put Margaret on. Yeah, here she is. <laughs> Or please say hello to the highly talented and lovely comedian, actress, musician, fashion designer, and author, Margaret Cho. Welcome back to the show, Margaret. Thank you. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you're going to be appearing live and in person at the Moore Theater in Seattle with uh, There Is No I in Team, but there's a Cho in Psycho tour. So Yes, they are. I'm excited because I always love to come to, to Seattle and the Pacific Northwest and I'm excited also to, to, to see like where recreational marijuana exists in Seattle. I, I've yet to experience that, so oh. that to me is really important. Well, you're coming to the right spot. Um, yes. So let's let's lead this conversation off with uh, your take on the possibility of Melania Trump being our next first lady. Will she have a dramatic impact on the eating habits of young girls nationwide if her husband's elected? I, I know our current amazing first lady, Michelle Obama, has promoted healthy, sensible eating habits, but now we might see a slightly different view on weight management given her you know, modeling background. What do you think? Oh, gosh, I'm really scared to even think about the possibility of Donald Trump becoming president. You know, that 
that to me is such a horrifying thought. And I think he really repulses me for a number of reasons. Yep. Um, his racism yep. uh, towards immigrants. Um, and the fact that all of his wives have been immigrants. It's really, it's just demeaning. It's so racist. And he's so horribly sexist. And the, the comments that are most disturbing for me is how he sexualizes his own daughter and says that he would like to date her. That she's so attractive that he, if he was not her father, that he would date her. That is so gross to me. Who does he think he is, Woody Allen? I'd never heard that angle before from, uh, yeah, from a dad. That was that's. I must have, yeah. <laughs> it's wrong. Yeah, because it's wrong. Kinda. Yeah. It's horrible. I don't know what kind of effect that. I, I just don't want to think about him being in the White House. Um, I, I don't want to think about uh, any of that. So I can't even speak to what his. That first lady proposed for an eating habit. It's too horrible. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. And you think cancel, cancel. Exercising, eating, you know, eating vegetables and cutting down on fast food, like our, our current amazing first lady uh, has proposed, uh, sounds a lot more sensible. But that's just my opinion. So, Margaret, you were on Celebrity Wife Swap recently, and you made the paper, so to speak, with your appearance. I mean, it was innocent enough. You just handcuffed yourself to your temporary swapped husband, former USC and NFL quarterback Rodney Pete, right? Yes, and I loved him. I loved the Robinson Peets. I love Holly, and I love her beautiful children, and they're really inspiring to me because it's a totally different path that they've gone with their lives, and um, I respect them and adore them, and um, and it was really fun to bust out uh, the pink handcuffs and, and take Rodney to a dungeon, which it was really about learning about sexuality, um, learning about role play with the amazing... Nina Hartley, who's very, very um, impressive with her knowledge about sexuality and relationships. So it was just a different way of looking at things, and we had a lot of fun. Well, he, he'd been married, or is married, for over 20 years, so I'm guessing off-camera, he must have been thanking you profusely. I mean, guys pay good money for that experience, and you were very giving. Yeah, and also, I love him, and I love Holly, and so I feel like maybe I gave them some tools to work on their already very successful union and I feel like it was appreciated right all right. Well, speaking of relationships, I myself am still single, and I, I but I may have stumbled upon this like wholesome Tinder-like goldmine. The vast supply of single Mormon women out there, they outnumber the men big time, but the only downside is having to sort of join the church. What do you think, a genius idea or maybe a bad move? No, I think, I think it's, uh, you know, everybody has their different spiritual path, and it's a way for you to learn about um, what theirs is, which is really great. Um, Mormons just don't drink coffee, which is troubling. That's a drag. Extremely that's a, troubling. Yeah, that's a bad move. Yeah, yeah, so you may be in for a big headache if uh-huh. you're a, a real coffee drinker like myself. But I feel that all religions have a, certainly a, a valid point of view, and everybody comes at it from a different place. So I encourage you to keep trying. All right, all right. Well, you are the go-to advice person on the topic of the love life. Um, I mean, you're an expert on both sides of the road, so I bet you even know something about that polyamorous word that I had to look up recently, and now that I know what it means, it's something I'm going to have to really pass on because I'm kind of a low-energy guy like Jeb Bush. But as far as being (laughs) with one at a time, what is the most important thing a guy needs to know about pleasing a woman? Um, Real honesty and knowing that... uh, there, that sex should not be goal-oriented. You know, it should be a journey, and, and it's something that you can undertake together. And uh, polyamory is certainly a way to get to know more people and get to know about yourself through 
kind of reinterpreting the relationship in different ways. Right, um, right. It's something where honesty is very important, and it's also uh, something that a lot of people can't do. Um, and so it's important to acknowledge that as well. I would think you'd have to be almost like an expert on relationships to be able to travel down that road. I mean, because it would be so fraught with uh, landmines of making bad, you know, in terms of making bad decisions. I think I, you have to only, that should be only for experts, don't you think? I don't know. Well, I think it's only for people who are experts with themselves or willing to become experts on themselves, you know, and mm-hmm. to know what they need from relationships and knowing what they can give and what they're able to learn. Um, so I think expert really is, um, it's more like being an expertise in honesty and right. truth, which I think everybody has the capacity for. All right, super. Excuse me, Spud, but I read something about Margaret in an Us Magazine article at my dentist's office. You know, we don't subscribe to that publication at our house, but the wife does get people every week, so yeah? I guess, she, well, she might enjoy it if I brought an occasional Us home with me. Hello? But you never know. They're so well, old. Are you in the middle of a filibuster or something right now? Oh. Well, I'm attempting to interview Margaret Cho. You're going to do this? Can't it wait until I'm speaking to, like, an intern or Dave on the soundboard later? You have bad timing, man. Well, sorry, but the article said that Margaret at one time was a belly dancer. You know, yeah? I, you know my wife a few years ago took belly dancing lessons. Off the record, we needed a bit of a spark in the bedroom after so many years of marriage. But anyway, you should ask Margaret if belly dancing has had a big impact on her life too. If I have the time. Are you done now? Yeah, that's all I have. Good. All right, Margaret, I'm back. Sorry. Great, thank you. Well, let's talk about your music. As as we played your song Hey Big Dog with Fiona Apple earlier in the show, do you have anything you're working on in the studio right now? Uh, well, I'm, I'm just um, completing my uh, second album now, which is called American Myth, which will be out early next year. Oh, super. Um, I have uh, videos and stuff like I have one today uh, coming out on nylon.com, uh, which is uh, called Ron's Got a DUI, which is a beautiful t- tribute to a lot of the older gay men that I've lost through AIDS, mm-hmm. through numerous transitions in life. Um, so uh, the, there's an AIDS quilt that appears at the end of the video that I plan to add as a panel to the, the larger AIDS quilt um, later this year. Um, but yeah, this record's all about um, social change and trying to um, murder ignorance with art. And that's my purpose in life. So that's very, it's a very satisfying thing. Well, I love the last one, so I'm looking forward to it then. All right, super. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yep. So you're going to be on Stephen Colbert's show on CBS uh, Monday, November 2nd, uh, and you picked the right late-night show to appear on, man. So say hi to Stephen for me if you would. I don't know him, but you know, I bet he'd appreciate that. So my question is, do you get nervous after all these years doing shows like his, or are you just beyond that these days? Oh, yeah, there's always a, a sense of nervousness and um, age fright, which you have to work through, but I'm a big fan of his and yes, yes. Uh, for many, many years, and, and so it'll be a great an exciting thing to finally meet him, which I haven't been able to do, and to perform. So I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, I got the I got the DVR set for that night. All right, super. Uh, Good. So, so last question, and uh, I I've asked you this one previously, but let's put a slightly different spin on it. Margaret, what's been your most memorable moment? But as an ordained minister, I mean, you have a license to marry people, so anything you know, I mean, you you performed them live on stage, right? Yes. And I think my most memorable moment was the first time I did it was going to perform 
gay weddings at the rotunda of City Hall, which is powerful because uh, in San Francisco that is the site of Harvey Milk's assassination. So mm-hmm. when you can go back and go to the most tragic point in gay political history and do the most healing thing in, in gay political history, um, it, it, it's, it's really amazing. So I love to bring that to my shows. I'm inviting one couple per show to get married, and, and I don't have one for uh, Seattle or Portland yet, so I'd love to be able to do that there. Well, super. I hope some people are ready for that. That'd be a very special experience. How many people could say they were married by Margaret Cho? I mean, geez, come on. I know. It's great. I know. I love it. All right. Also, I want to say this. Listeners can find you and find out more about what's happening with you at margaretcho.com. And uh, you can be found on Twitter at at Margaret Cho. So I want to thank you so much for calling back in again tonight. Of course. Thank you. All right. The amazing Margaret Cho. Like, if you're not a Native American, you are some kind of illegal alien. That's, that's what you are. If your family came over on the Mayflower, well, that makes you a wetback. The whole illegal immigration thing, it's just a way to be racist against Mexicans. That's all it is. That's all it is, because nobody's trying to build a wall between America and Canada. Seriously, nobody's standing at the border like, keep your maple syrup to yourself! Your bacon sucks! Trying to hurl Ann Murray CDs back over the wall. This is one of radio's most famous musical productions, the program that brings you the music of a nation that loves to sing and whose songs reflect the beauty and romance inherent in its way of life. This is a Spud Goodman Show. Okay, musical guest interview time. Please welcome the Red Planet Rebels to the show. Gentlemen, if you would introduce yourself and the instrument you are bonded to tonight. Uh, My name is Riley. I'm the lead singer and guitar player. All right. Uh, Nate, guitar. Yep. Uh, John, bass. And Kevin on the drums. Super. Uh, I first must address the name Red Planet Rebels. Are, are you or were you any of you former Sandinista supporters or other revolutionary efforts in the Western Hemisphere? <laughs> uh, I, I speak for myself. I, I don't think so. Okay. That's for the record. <laughs> All right, super. So uh, give us the For Dummies version of the band's history, birth, recordings, not breakup yet, So, uh, but the basics. Well, uh, Nate and I used to be in a band, and that band broke up. And then Riley used to be in a band, and that band broke up. And then we just got married, man. <laughs> and John used to be in a band, and that band broke up. Hmm. So we had a nice three-way marriage thing going. All right, super. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. John has another band on the side. He's, he's, <laughs> he's doing us wrong. He, he's like that. He's like that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll probably leave that off the record. Um, so when at band practice, which band member has to be told most often to turn it down? I think everybody t- is usually told to turn it up. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, then let's maybe do that. Uh, what's the name of the first tune? And uh, we'll turn it up here. W- what are we doing? Uh, the song's called Lilith. All right. Let's, let's yeah, turn it up. <laughs> Thank you. 
should you the spot goodman radio show returns in just a moment We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Say, uh, Spud, your mom is calling. Uh, we haven't heard from her on the show in a while. Well, believe me, I have, but that's oh. mostly off the air. She's been spending a lot of time at the casino lately. Mm. But, but I guess she's decided to stay home tonight, so put her on. I'll make this quick. Uh, am I on the air now? Uh, yes, you are, Mrs. Goodman. Spud, could you tell that intern or whoever just said that he needs to let others with a more masculine voice speak on the air? I'm just telling you what your female listeners would enjoy more. Um, I'll make note of your suggestion. Huh. Uh, what are you calling in about? And can't this wait till I'm off the air later tonight? Well, I was sort of listening to tonight's show, and I thought I heard you say... You were considering dating a Mormon girl? Did I hear this correct? Well, I, I don't know about a Mormon girl. I mean, at my age, I don't date girls, Mom. I, I prefer full-grown women, and I, I, I've sort of moved on from my teenage years. But yeah, I'm thinking about maybe going to a few church functions and see if I might, you know, meet some single women. Yeah, Mrs. Goodman, at our church, there are a number of unmarried females that are looking for the right man. Now, I don't necessarily believe Spud would be the right match for most of them, but... You know, there's someone out there for just about everyone. 
Can I ask why the baby almost died giving birth to is not attending social gatherings at our synagogue? They have all sorts of mixes and group activities for single gals and guys. Mom, mom, mom. You know I've never been a practicing member of the Jewish faith. I mean, you and Dad sent me to parochial school, for God's sakes. I don't want to go over that again. You know that was strictly a financial decision about tuition on the part of your father. That cheapskate is probably burning in hell for that one. I will always consider you Jewish. Okay, Mom. Well, don't freak out here because I'm not marrying into the Mormon church right now. I'm just considering my options. The online dating deal is it's just not working out that great right now. And, and I have to say this, I have dated Jewish women in the past, as you know, and you know, they're just a, they're, they're high maintenance, okay? High maintenance? Well, you know what they say. If you have to work a little harder for something, it might be just worth it in the long run. Well, uh, Mrs. Goodman, I would agree with that statement, as when I was courting my wife, she made me work really hard to win her heart. No, no, that that was <laughs> yeah. Gerald Holcomb, our temporary permanent co-host. Thank you. You've talked to him many times in the past, Mom. Well, he should cut out of this conversation about our faith, Bud. Promise me you won't go off and become a Mormon. You don't even know how to ride a bicycle. Mom, Mom, calm down. I'm a grown man, and I'm not going to do something stupid. A- and for the record, I can ride a bicycle. I'm going to call you tomorrow, okay? I promise. Yeah, and, and Mrs. Goodman, being proficient on a bicycle is not a prerequisite of being a member of our church. I, I just thought I'd mention that. So she Okay, knows. bye, Mom. I got I to go. Love you. I love you, too, and don't forget to call tomorrow. Okay. Toodle. I will. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, hey, uh, Spud, I, I, I do want to say, if you are serious about joining our church, there are a few things you're going to need to know. Well, listen, I didn't say I was joining for sure, well, yeah, but I have seen every episode of Big Love on HBO. It's I think, not that easy. You know, I, I think I'm pretty much up to speed on everything I need to know. And from watching that show, I learned that all Mormon women are stunningly beautiful, which makes them, frankly, out of my league. Hmm. So that's 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 going to be a problem. And the only thing you know that's keeping me interested is all the damn fees, though. I'm paying for those online dating services. Right. You know, geez. I mean, can I ask? Is there a joining fee if if I do show up some Sunday? A fee? I just need to know before I make a final decision. No, no, he- heavens no, but uh, listen, we do all commit to a 10% tithing agreement. Uh, I, I mean, you don't have to sign a contract or anything. It's just one of those unwritten things that we well, all follow. Yeah, well, 10% of what I make now, it's, that, that'd still be cheaper than all the money I've been spending to meet women. But, See? but what if I hit it big with this radio show? I mean, yeah, maybe it's a long shot, but it could happen. And then 10% of huge money is a different situation. Seriously. I mean, could I prorate it? Depending on how much you know I'm making, I, I seriously doubt Mitt Romney get, you know gives up ten percent of a billion or whatever he makes every year. Well, you are wrong. Mitt Romney has given millions to the church over his business career. Uh, negotiating side deals with tithing—that's not something we do in the church. It, it's not like they audit your financial transactions, so it really comes down to you and God as far as the true figures go. I, I hate those situations. Well, there are a few other expectations that we as Mormons accept, so you should give sufficient thought to these two before deciding if this is the right move like for you. What? Like what? I'm really not into the multiple wives thing. I, mm-hmm. you know, I thought about it. It'd be fun for a while, but 
after watching that Sister Wives show on TLC, the whole thing just stresses me out. I, I mean, I've never really satisfied one woman, let but, alone... But polygamy was banned in the church in 1890. Now, sure, there are TV shows out there portraying it to be a common practice, but it's just not the truth. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, another thing I would have to learn, though, is how to can. Uh, I hate canned food. And only hobos riding the rails eat out of canned foods. No. I mean, they, 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 nobody eats out of a can. No, no. Canning is a useful practice. But listen, if you chose not to prepare and store your own food reserves, that's your decision. I'm so hungry. Uh, the truth be known, our family just makes an annual visit to Costco, and we call it good. Yeah. I- I'm pretty sure the Holcomb family could last a good decade in our basement if the apocalypse, God forbid, well, came upon yeah. us anytime soon here. That's good to know because if something horrible does go down, yeah. um, if I join your church, you kind of have to let me stay with you, right? Because uh, I've read that and heard that you guys take care of each other. I, hmm. I hope you have plenty of Costco peanut butter pretzels as I could survive on them for months. Hey, you know, hey, I, I just remembered, I, I, go check and see right now. Duh, we have to get our next guest. Oh, is, oh, is he on the line or oh, not? Oh, right, you're right. Let me check. Um, yeah, yeah, and they're telling me your next guest, Greg yeah. Grumberg, he is waiting to speak with you. Good, because I have a bunch of questions I want to hit him with, so please put some duct tape on your mouth right now while I do this. Well, Spud, you do know our producer has encouraged me to be there for you during your interviews. Huh? I, well, I know she asked me not to be intrusive, but if I had something that well, I could add to the conversation, she told me to feed it to you. Sometimes you don't appreciate my input, I know, but we all have the same goal, and that's well, for this to be the best show it can be and that takes teamwork but this is not a team this is my show and i don't need remarks from the peanut gallery while i'm doing my job i i I promise you to i'll only jump in when i feel i can add something productive which would be never so just put greg on man Uh, okay here he is all right please welcome actor greg grunberg to the show thanks a lot for calling in tonight are you kidding me for you any anything well that's not true that's totally not true. I'm doing this as a huge favor to you. No, I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. Are you kidding me? Thanks for having me. All right, super. Well, let's let's talk about the return of your character, Matt Parkman, uh, in the rebooted NBC series Heroes Reborn, as it's I guess it's now airing on NBC each Thursday night at eight seven Central. Correct? Yes. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, we were uh, dead and gone. Um, you know, we had four year run uh, interrupted by the writer strike, and uh, so the show was. Cooking along, and at that time we were doing really well uh, all over the world. And then uh, Comcast came in and bought NBC, and for some reason they decided um, to take off. I think it was like, you know, what's the most expensive show? Let's get rid of that. And and I think that's what they did. And we were close to 100 episodes already. And um, but story-wise, and um, as far as interest in the show, it was still on its way up. It was still doing really, really well. So when I was watching the Super Bowl, and suddenly I saw. You know that that the show was coming back. It was news to me, just like it was news to everyone else. And I, people say, God, I got so excited when I saw that. And I said, Imagine how I felt. You know, right. being able to, you know, I've, I've, I've been fortunate after Heroes, and and I'm not complaining. I've been really lucky. I've been doing some amazing things and, and uh, pilots and shows and stuff. But this character was really Matt. The, part, the character Matt Parkman is just. It's a dream for an actor to be able to get once in their career. And to have the chance to go back and play a character that I love so much um, for an audience that's so hungry for the show. Um, uh, and, and now, you know, when, when I got the script, I come into the show a few, in a few episodes. And I come in at a crucial moment, and I am, like, 
just not what it's Matt Parkman, but not what people expect. And it's really going to be interesting to see how people react to my character. And um, I'm just I'm just really really excited. So when I saw the script, I was like, what? This is amazing, and it's kind of exactly where I feared my character could possibly go if teased or if um, you know given the opportunity to. Not necessarily go to the dark side, but well, um, you know, yeah. when you push a, when, when you push a character into a corner, and he has no options uh, as far as like he wants to save his family, and this is how you're going to do it, or else you're going to you know sort of die like the rest of them. He'll do whatever it takes to to help his family, and that's where my character is is uh, put. Well, you know, I should state we have a show regular who is a psychic and paranormal expert named Ted Marr. So for the record, I was a skeptic about that stuff, but now I'm I'm a firm believer, well, kind of, sort of. Did you hang out with people who had these type of skills before taking on the part of Matt Parkman? Well, I mean, he's not psychic. He's, you know, I can read minds and I can control minds. So, there, you know, there's a... That's pretty but cool. Like, that is pretty you know, cool, though, you got to admit. You no, know, it's very cool. I've, I've definitely had people come up to me and say, oh, I can read minds, too. And I look at them and I'm like, okay, security. You know, I'm like skeptical. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there are there are cues and there there are uh, hints that people will give you. I think at, at moments, and we either pick up on them or we or we don't. And I think it's more instinctual. And it's like he's just hypersensitive to that kind of stuff. Do I believe in it more now? I you know I don't know. But I um I mean, I, I believe in psychics, and I believe in ghosts and stuff like that. So I, that, that's something I believed in for a long time. But mind reading, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still uh, the jury's still out, even though I'm playing it one on TV. Right. All right. Well, prior to doing Heroes, you, you've done quite a bit of work in television. You were on the ABC series Alias from 2001 to 2006 as the character Eric Weiss. You got to hang out with the quite lovely actress Jennifer Garner. And I must admit, my late father had an enormous crush on her, and I had to always tell him he had no shot with her. So, yeah, I'm a dream killer, but did you enjoy working with Jennifer? <laughs> oh, why did you shatter his dreams? He might have had a shot with her. You never know. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah that was, I mean, look, I've, I've been so fortunate. I, I started on a, a show called uh, Felicity with Carrie Russell, you know, who's the Americans, right. and she's yeah. just, she's the greatest. And we had a great cast. And then to go from that directly into uh, Alias, where you had these seasoned pros plus, Arguably one of the newest people in show business, um, Jennifer Garner, yes. who's so professional and so lovely and, and just, I mean, it starts every show. It really starts at the top. Uh, but, then, you, know, you know, I just Googled Greg while you were talking to him. He is a big star. Uh, he's been on some of the top TV shows and a bunch of movies. Um, Have you not been listening to my interview with him so far? You need to get a handle on your ADHD and learn to focus, at least during the show. No, I know. The wife has suggested I double up on the dosage of my medication. Well, maybe you should speak to your doctor before increasing that. It's just a suggestion. Well, the truth be known, I tend to drift mentally whenever Rachel talks about her day. No matter how much medication I take, it's so difficult to stay interested as she has OCD issues and tends to dwell on minutia that would put anyone else to sleep. Hey, can you spare me the intimate details of your family life and let me get back to the interview with Greg? I was just starting to click with him before you interrupted me. Oh, okay, sure. If you get a chance, tell him I loved him on that episode of CSI he was in. I taped that one on the VCR. We still have it. That's good to know. Alrighty, Greg, I'm back and... Uh... No, no, that's okay. Yeah. 
Well, you also appear from time to time as a cast member on the Showtime series Masters of Sex, which I very much enjoy. So if Dr. Masters was around today, what do you think his take would be on internet porn? A progressive approach to human sexuality or just too much too much of a good thing? You know, like just because you can order 14 large pizzas for dinner, it may not be a good thing. What do you, what do you think his take would have been? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I think um, it would be... It would be like legalizing, you know, uh, drugs, like certain drugs. I think marijuana, um, you know, absolutely should be legal. I think it's for medical purposes. Right. I think, I mean, absolutely 100%. My son suffers from epilepsy, and he's taking these oil drop pills. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Once you make porn free, which is what it is right now, it's out there, I would imagine it probably, you know, it probably helps some. Because they can, they can, you know, they don't have to go out and and, uh, and this is this is not me talking. This is uh, doctor, absolutely a uh, clinician. Know, yes, stuff. yes. Yeah, the clinician. This is the science of it. Because uh, I have no experience. I don't even know what you're talking. I have to look up the word porn right, right now. Right, right. Even have this conversation. But um, you know, I I think that you know it probably helps some people that uh, that are wound up and need to you know live out their fantasies on a computer. Uh, but then it also could lead to you know, is it a gateway to other things? Who knows. Who I knows? Know. Who knows? That's probably the best way to get out of that one. That's what I, yeah, we'll go with that Thank one. Thank you. All right, well, you've all... I did not expect that question. I, yeah. I, I love when you, you know, that's a loop I was thrown for. Thank you. All right, well, you know, you mentioned this, and I want, I want, to, touch, I want to touch on this. You've been quite active over the years raising funds for, and awareness for epilepsy, and specifically the Pediatric Epilepsy Project in Los Angeles. Um, you've been doing this for quite a while, correct? Yes, well, that was that was where I, start, I started. Uh, that was for UCLA's uh, pediatric neurology unit, and then um, I actually started a uh, foundation called TalkAboutIt.org. Uh, and if people follow me on Twitter, you know, I'm at Greg Grunberg on Twitter, or go to TalkAboutIt.org, you'll see that um, it's it, it mainly what my job is, and I, I feel I've taken on this responsibility of trying to remove the stigma that's attached to epilepsy. I don't have it, but I have a, a child who has it. He's you know, 19 now, so he's my grown son, and he's doing really well because he, you know, doesn't, uh, he doesn't, we, we don't stop. We, we keep going until we, you know, find the right medication, find the right doctor to get his seizures under control. Is he seizure-free? No. But he is as close as you can get, and, and people that have epilepsy know what I'm talking about. You want to constantly be controlling these seizures because the seizures are... You know, and by the way, if you ever see anybody have a seizure, make sure they don't hit the ground. Mm -hmm. Give them a hug and take them down to the ground, take them down to a chair, take them to the couch. That's the, the, the seizure is not going to hurt them. It's the fall that's going to hurt them. That's the most important message. But if, if you go to talkaboutit.org, you'll see all these celebrities raising questions, just common sense questions. And then we have clinicians and doctors and, and people, nurses answering those questions. So it's a, it's a passion of mine. It's a club that I wish I was not a part of, but now that I'm, you know, a father, you know, or a caregiver of uh, someone with epilepsy. There's five million people in this country that have epilepsy or are dealing with seizures, and so we need to all uh, be educated on it and not be afraid to talk about it. Uh, of course, I must address the fact that you will be in the new Star Wars movie, The Force Awakens. So my question yes. is this: Will the opening of this film basically shut down this country as every living citizen will be in line for that first showing, including fast food workers and first responders? <laughs> Uh, you know what? That just might happen. Um, I don't think there's ever been a time when there's more interest in, you know, seeing a film. I really don't don't think so. There are movies that they keep eclipsing, you know, even the biggest box office um, numbers. You know, we we really love our 
franchises. We love our sci-fi movies, our genre movies. This one, I'm, I'm so excited to see it. I'm going to be in line with everyone else. I'm going to the premiere, of course. I'm, you know, my best friend directed the movie. I'm in the movie, but I. And who is that, by the way? Who is your best friend? Uh, J.J. Abrams. Okay. Yeah, J.J. Right. and I have right. known each other since we were four. Um, he's my oldest and dearest friend, and um, it's just—it's just one of those things where you just cannot believe that you're a part of something just so that 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 made such an impression on me and J.J. and all of us. You know, when we were kids, um, George Lucas is an is an absolute genius, and and he created a world that to this day still intrigues us and piques our interest and everything and I I just it, it's ridiculous that I was you know in London shooting the movie it's ridiculous I just can't I still can't believe it I do not have a big part in the movie but it's it's it, uh, just the fact that I'm in the movie um, it was a dream come true oh hell yes well this I know it's top secret you know CIA kind of stuff but um, how long will the movie last so I can plan around it and hopefully not have a heart attack or get the munchies is is it going to be like a seven hour thing or, or under seven hours <laughs> well I, I have no idea to be honest because I you know none of us got anything more than just the pages that we're in. Uh, but I, I can I can tell you right now it is not going to be a seven hour movie. Right, that's, for sure. right. um, <laughs> that's for the record. We got a scoop. Yeah, that's that's quite a scoop. No, I, I think it's just going to be it's it's I don't know. I, I'm I, I'm so excited to see it myself. I really have stayed away from seeing anything because I'm such a fan and I don't want it to spoil. You know, it's like if you see a little of this and you're a little, little of that, it's not. It's like taken out of context. And, I just can't wait to, right. to see the movie. I really can't. All right. I want to say it's been a pleasure speaking with you tonight. Thank you for taking the time to call in. And please do keep us in the loop in the future as to what you're up to, okay? Absolutely. And thank you for having me on and, and especially letting me talk about uh, epilepsy. It's just so important. I really, really appreciate you um, you know, asking about that. And, and if, again, if people are interested, um, just follow me on Twitter, you know, at Greg Grunberg. But thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Of course. Mr. Greg Grunberg. Welcome to the Travelers Insurance Company's exhibit. You are about to start on an unforgettable journey, a journey across two and a half billion years of life on Earth. You are going to walk, you are going to walk, you are going to walk through the history of man, your ancestor of a million and a half years ago. He is ape-like. He is ape-like. But he stands upright. He can think. He can learn. Early man uses rocks. Early man rocks. Early man rocks clubs. Early man rock clubs. Early man rock clubs. Early man rock clubs. This is the, the triumph, triumph of man. This is the Spud Goodman Show. What else is there, man? Once again, Red Planet Rebels. 
This is Mike Watt from San Pedro, California for the Spud Goodman Show. All right, it's clip of the week time. It's been quite a while since we've aired anything from Texas GOP Congressman Louis Gohmert. So we felt the need, you know, to put something together, a Louis Gohmert mashup, uh, just to show that we still have some love for this gentleman. He doesn't seem to be getting as much airtime, you know, in the media lately, so I don't know. Uh, we're going to do our best to make sure that everybody doesn't forget old Louie. So uh, let's just roll the damn thing. Uh, yeah, let's do it. This administration has so many Muslim Brotherhood members uh, that have influence that uh, they just are making wrong decisions for America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If uh, you're oriented toward animals, bestiality, uh, then, you know, that that's not something that could be used held against you or any bias be held against you for that, which means you'd have to strike any laws against bestiality. 
if you're oriented toward corpses, toward children, you know, there are all kinds of perversions, what most of us would call perversions. Some would say it, it sounds like fun. When I came back from the hospital, the first thing I did was go look at my vag in the mirror. It looks better looking than before. You follow me around the world, you see me hugging Muslims around the world. Thank you, President Barack Hussein Obama. This will be quite a legacy for you. And I'm not one of those who says he's not a Christian. All I know is that's between him and God. But what I do know is he has helped jumpstart a new Ottoman Empire. All that jiggle-jaggle is not beautiful. Ultimately, they're saying you have to hire whatever Satan worshiper, whatever cross-dresser you think might be immoral that's against your religious belief. You are going to be forced to abandon your religious beliefs. And we've been seeing that with some of the requirements under Obamacare. That's ridiculous. This administration seems to have a hard time recognizing members of terrorist groups who are allowed into the White House. You're aware of that happening, aren't you? Oh, shut up. Will you shut the f up and listen to me? Hey, 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 you shut your face. Shut the f up, Donnie. Shut up. You stupid, ignorant son of a dumb Fear the Walking Dead. A spin-off, Walking Dead from L.A. is on TV, and I give it a perfect 10. But I will only open my eyes after you say, when, because every few minutes... Some zombie pops up and bites a couple more men. Then I start to freak and lose my state of zen. It's kind of like Happy Days giving birth to Laverne and Shirley all over again. I spin off. Walking Dead from L.A. is on TV, and I give it a perfect 10. But I reserve judgment if, like Fonzie, it ends up jumping the shark. You, you do know that there's one issue I did not run by you. It's oh. about the underwear deal. Oh, really? You you want to go there well, on the air? I, I'm a bikini briefs man, and boxers tend to bunch up on me, and those tidy whities are just not flattering in the front or rear view. Uh, I, you know what? I really don't feel comfortable discussing the sacred temple garments here right now. But, well, I know they sell them at like JCPenney's and Nordstrom's nowadays, so they can't be that sacred, man. Hey, can you buy them in a three-pack? No, no. Well, not that I'm aware of. But the game has my, changed. My, my wife no. buys the underwear in our family. My, my oldest, he, I got to tell know. you, he does struggle with it sometimes in PE class, but I keep telling him that's it's not the underwear that makes the man. Dude! High school's tough enough. You need to buy him some boxers for the locker room, at least. Give the kid a break. You're missing the point here, Spud. We have traditions that are very important, and we try to follow them whenever we can. Look, you know? just because someone has done something wacky for 100 years or so doesn't make it a good idea. Geez, if that was the case, people would still be burning suspected witches at the stake, and, and women wouldn't be able to vote, and, and cocaine well, would still be in part of that you know, recipe for Coca-Cola. Your, your point? You, you know, Spud, I'm thinking maybe Archie 
church is not the best option for you. Maybe you should shop around a bit more before you make a decision on where you should worship. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. You know, this guy I met at Dunkin' Donuts this morning told me yoga classes are a gold mine, better than church. Oh. Like 10 women to every dude. And he said, no, he often does feel objectified in the class. Mm-hmm. It's worth the trade-off. I could handle that. No, no, I'm pretty sure I could. Um, I don't know if I could get to an actual class, though. I'm not that flexible, you know, at my age. Uh, I've, you know, I've gotten a little older, and you know, when I was in my 20s, I could put both, you know, feet over my head. That's good. Uh, but, um, you know, not so much anymore. So, anyway. All right, well, I guess I, I need to sign off here. Um, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. You've been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show. No more a waste of your time than other vacuous programs currently on the air. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Production. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Video director is TJ Pites. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. for an eclectic mix of music. Stay tuned for captivating talk. Stay tuned for insightful analysis of The Spud Goodman Show. Stay tuned for The Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. Here is your host, Lawrence. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lawrence, and I will be your host for tonight's Spud Goodman Post Show Report. You know, everybody can relax, sit back, enjoy the next hour, because you know what? This is a Spud Goodman free zone. That's right. All right, super. He is not on this program. That's right. Okay, well, maybe other than his interview highlights for the first hour, but that's it otherwise. Now, with me, of course, we got uh, my co-host, Gina. Gina, you looking chipper tonight. Oh, I am. I'm in a great mood. I won two free tickets to a future Insane Clown Posse concert. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. earlier today, I called into this internet radio station in Nebraska. And they play ICP all day, seven days a week. And I, I guess I scored a bunch of tickets to a show next month. And they're doing giveaway contests all month. And I won today's ICP oh, trivia wow. question. Congratulations. But now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The concert is in Nebraska, right? That, that, that's a drive for you. Yeah, I know. I, I, I 
probably go the Greyhound route, you know, as our Geo is in the shop with a transmission issue. Oh, man. Yeah, but the the concert is in Kearney, Nebraska. I, I Googled it. There's about 3,300 people, so it sounds like everyone in the town will be at the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, no, but what are you going to do with the baby? Because he's like four months old now, right? Well, uh, yeah, I'll probably have to go by myself and leave Cameron home to watch him. That is true love when your significant other is willing to stay at home and watch your child so you can enjoy yet Hi, super. one more Insane Clown Posse mm-hmm. concert. Gosh, mm-hmm. I don't know how um, many I, this will be. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I'll say you are a true clown head, Gina. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> right now we should get a, give everybody a, a heads up here that um, Derek, the highlight guy, is with us in the studio, too. If you say so, it's your call. Yes, I am here, and I would appreciate a more professional introduction, please. This attempt to minimize my contributions to the show is getting really old. I sense that you two are very threatened by my broadcasting skills, and you think listeners are not going to pick up on what's going on? No, I don't. And if so, I don't really care. So, hey, hey, Gina, did you hear us by talking uh, in the first hour about joining the Mormon church to find some single women? Man, you know, hey, look, I never dated a Mormon, so I can't really comment if it's a whether or not it's a good idea. Super. Um, yeah, it sounds kind of sketchy to me. Joining a church just for the dating purposes. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, we didn't see many Mormon dudes in prison when I was locked up and all. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe, maybe there's just an all Mormon prison somewhere out there. Maybe that's where they all they send them all there. Or maybe Mormons just have great attorneys. Oh, I you know, you. if you guys are interested, I do have some thoughts on this thing um, that Spud's you know, considering. We did you have know. A, a few Mormon gods now. Like, <laughs> Think about it. They, you know, they were they were nice guys. I gotta say, they were really nice guys. They all had always had snacks with them, and sometimes they would share them with us. You know, like uh, mostly canned fruits and vegetables and some dried fruits and stuff like that. Super, it was still tasty. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty nice of them. Oh yeah. Really you know, nice. I myself have found there are a considerable number of single women at family planning clinics. I, you know, I make it a point to drop by a few times each month. I met quite a few ladies there actually. Oh. Hmm. You know what? Why don't we bring on the panel about now? Okay, I'm going to introduce Dave here on the soundboard. How you doing, Dave? Good evening, Lawrence. A pleasure to be here with you as always. As always, a pleasure to have you. And a you. pleasure to be here with Gina. Everything. Hey. Yeah, yeah. See, props to you, Gina. And the uh, the highlight guy. Oh, him. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we got engineer Mike with us here. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great as always. Always nice, nice. And of course, I got to mention our two ex community college interns. We got Anna and Tread. How you all doing? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, everybody. You staying out of trouble there? No. No. Oh, well, living on that. that. You'll end up in the joint. You don't watch <laughs> out there. All right. Let's begin the portion of this show. About now, we're going to start off with the the great. Thelonious Monk and his cut Five Spot Blues off his Monk's Dream album. Then we have a song from the Northwest band Cody Foster Army with Makaloa. Enjoy.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, we're here in the studio with the Red Planet Rebels. How y'all doing tonight? Hello. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good? Nice. All right. Hey, let me ask you a question I always ask everybody this. Uh, now, you can be straight with me. Any of you guys done any prison time? I myself come from Pelican Bay. That's where I did mine. We're still working on getting into ours. So. <laughs> still working on it? Got one foot in the door, you know? I got an application in. They haven't accepted it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, you got to hit up a bank, and all of a sudden, boy, you go right to the top of the list. Okay. The night's yeah. still young. That's right. oh, yeah, yeah. Super. So, you know, the, the band you guys have, the Red Planet Rebels, you know, as far as the sound that you guys have going here, what, what, what other bands moved you? What, what did inspired and what did you listen to? I think we all have pretty pretty eclectic tastes. Uh, I mean, our our band kind of seems rooted in kind of like the classic rock grunge kind of thing. Um, but I, I always like to hear, uh, you know, and anything that kind of moves me, I I try and take that and use that when I when I'm writing stuff. So. So you don't like to pigeonhole yourself to an influence. Yeah. You, you like to yeah. just grab them from whatever feel, whatever yeah, you feel. Exactly. Nice. Yeah, that's a true artist, right? All right. Super. So now maybe is it, because you guys, you know, you, you play and work together closely now. Is there any of you guys have any personal hygiene issues? Is there, because, you know, in the joint, that was a problem for us because, you know, you get a bunkmate, something like that, didn't use deodorant. They like to use their own natural cologne and stuff like that. And it kind of became a big, big problem with us. So, you know, especially in the summertime when it got to 102 down there. So yeah, I'm just wondering if you guys ever been through that. One of you, I know you know who you are. <laughs> Not it. He, he knows who he is. <laughs> oh, see? Yeah. Man, I'm not saying nothing. Come on now. You guys weren't supposed to say anything about that. <laughs> He's playing the fifth, and you know what yeah, that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always keep the bathroom door shut. <laughs> this is my man there. Uh, I want to ask you guys this. Anybody, any of you guys dig playing board games? Because, you know, when the show is over, I'm thinking about breaking out like a Monopoly set, getting a, a run going there. I keep it in, 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 in my trunk there. You Super. Know? Everybody want to hit up some uh, Monopoly in the studio? What do you say? I'm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do what head to head. Only yeah. if I can be the thimble. <laughs> oh man, that there might be some fighting then. <laughs> All right, well, we're using real money or? Well, you know, we'll have to see about that. Maybe I, 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 I got like a thirty-five cent <laughs> in my pocket. All right, so you guys gonna do one last song for us? Uh, what's the name of the song you guys gonna do? Uh, the song is called Consolation Prize. All right, the Red Planet Rebels. Take what I want and I don't need you When it's over I'll be gone but I'll haunt you every day
give what you need But I'll give you a consolation prize Oh, oh yeah You wanna lie with me But you can't handle the you got for highlight here i am first highlight of the night comes from the margaret show interview she talks about her experience on celebrity wife swap so margaret you were on celebrity wife swap recently and you made the paper so to speak with your appearance i mean it was innocent enough you just handcuffed yourself to your temporary swapped husband former usc and nfl quarterback rodney pete right yes and i loved him i love the robinson pete i love holly and i love her beautiful children and they're really inspiring to me because it's a totally different path that they've gone with their lives. And um, I respect them and adore them. And, um, and it was really fun to bust out uh, the pink handcuffs and, and take Rodney to a dungeon, which it was really about learning about sexuality, um, learning about role play with the amazing Nina Hartley, who is very, very um, impressive with her knowledge about sexuality and relationships so it was just a different way of looking at things and we had a lot of fun well he, he'd been married or is married for over 20 years so i'm guessing off camera he must have been thanking you profusely i mean guys pay good money for that experience and you were very giving yeah and also i love him and i love holly and so i feel like maybe i gave them some tools to work on their already very successful union right. and i feel like it was appreciated right all right, well, speak. You know what? Hmm. I got to tell you a little story. When I was in the joint. I was just going to bring that up. When I was in the joint, you're mm-hmm. going to bring it up? Yeah. The like, did, were there any wife swap stories from the joint? Well, there were kind of some wife swap stories, but those were those were a little, you know, they, they were kind of racy, those wife swap stories. They're not my favorite stories. Yeah. But, yeah, they, Go they on. existed, though. But I did have a story about when I got up. I found a poster of Holly and Rodney together and it was cool because i just threw it down the middle and i pinned up the holly robinson one and my cellmate pinned up the rodney pete one 
You know, mm. so it worked out for everybody. There you go. I didn't oh, realize until later he had a crush on Rodney Pete. But, you know, well, well, yeah. So, but that's how it goes. Yep. All right. You know what? Um, uh, we're going to do a little bit more music. How about, how about we uh, begin with the jams in the city? And then after that, we've got a band from New York City, Daddy Long Legs, and their tune, Death Train Blues. All right. Hit play. <laughs>
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, Derek, what you got? All right, so this next clip I'm really excited about. We've got a nice little mashup of some really cool clips that I think you guys are going to love. This administration has so many Muslim Brotherhood members uh, that have influence that uh, they just are making wrong decisions for America. If uh, you're oriented toward animals, bestiality, uh, then you know that that's not something that could be used held against you or any bias be held against you for that. Which means you'd have to strike any laws against bestiality. If you're oriented toward corpses, toward children. You know, there are all kinds of perversions, what most of us would call perversions. Some would say it, it sounds like fun. When I came back from the hospital, the first thing I did was go look at my vag in the mirror. It looks better looking than before. You follow me around the world. You see me hugging Muslims around the world. Thank you, President Barack Hussein Obama. This will be quite a legacy for you. And I'm not one of those who says he's not a Christian. All I know is that's between him and God. But what I do know is he has helped jumpstart a new Ottoman Empire. All that for jiggle jaggle is not beautiful. Ultimately, they're saying you have to hire whatever Satan worshiper, whatever cross-dresser you think might be immoral that's against your religious belief. You are going to be forced to abandon your religious beliefs. And we've been seeing that with some of the requirements under Obamacare. That's ridiculous. This administration seems to have a hard time recognizing members of terrorist groups who are allowed into the White House. You're aware of that happening, aren't you? Oh, shut up. Will you shut the f up and listen to me? Hey, 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 you shut your face. Shut the f up, Donnie. Shut up. You stupid, ignorant son of a dumb I don't know why you guys were laughing halfway through that clip. That was really disrespectful. Do you know who that is? No. That was, that was Louis Gohmert. Who's Louis? Who? Yeah. What? Who? Yeah. He's like who one of the that? most misunderstood minds of our time, I believe. Oh, I, super. I didn't understand him, so that's probably that's right. because you weren't listening. You were, you were too busy laughing. Well, you were taking time to listen and really take to heart everything that he had to say in those clips. If I took it hot, I'd have a heart attack. <sighs> you can't really? spell Gohmert without Gomer. I'm thinking that's true. They, they've nailed it there. Where, why are you all up on this Gomer guy? What's going on with that? Yeah. I just, I'm trying to bring something to the show that I think we need. We need a little bit of a different voice, and that's really where I'm coming in. Uh, all right? Not agreed. The, no, I, don't I don't like know. where that's this ship is heading. poison, if you ask me. Yeah. I don't like where this ship is heading. Well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hijack this ship like that guy from the captain. You know, they... I'm your captain now, all right? right. So now I'm going to do some more music here. Well, I'm going to mutiny your we're, mutiny. We're going to lead off here with the great Merle Haggard and uh, his classic, I think I will just stay here and drink. 
And after that, we have Black Sheep with The Choice Is Yours. You don't care about what I think I think I'll just stay here and drink Hey, button you down, don't square no deal At least you know the way I feel Take all the money in the bank Think I'd just stay here and drink Listen close and you can hear That loud jukebox playing in my ear Ain't no woman gonna change the way I think Think I'd just stay here and drink
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, I'm almost scared to ask you to do a third highlight because I don't know what you're going to bring up. This <laughs> well, I, you know, like I may have come on a little strong there. You guys weren't ready for it, but I think this is one we can all get excited about. We've got Greg Grunberg talking about his um, appearance in the new Star Wars movie. Yes. Oh, cool. Uh, of course, I must address the fact that you will be in the new Star Wars movie, The Force Awakens. So my question yeah. is this, will the opening of this film basically shut down this country as every living citizen will be in line for that first showing, including fast food workers and first responders? <laughs> uh, you know what? That just might happen. Um, I don't think there's ever been a time when there's more interest in you know, seeing a film. I really don't, don't think so. There are movies that they keep eclipsing you know, even the biggest box office um, numbers, you know, we, we really love our franchises. We love our sci-fi movies, our genre movies. 
this one, I mean, I'm so excited to see it. I'm going to be in line with everyone else. I'm going to the premiere, of course. I'm, you know, my best friend directed the movie. I'm in the movie, but I. And who is that, by the way? Who is your best friend? Uh, J.J. Abrams. Okay. Yeah, J.J. Uh, and I have right. known each other since we were four. Um, he's my oldest and dearest friend. And um, it's, just, it's just one of those things where you just cannot believe that you're a part of something just so that, that, that made such an impression on me and J.J. and all of us, you know, when we were kids. Um, George Lucas is an, is an absolute genius and, and created a world that, to this day, still intrigues us and piques our interest and everything. And I, I just—it's it, ridiculous that I was, you know, in London shooting the movie. It's ridiculous. I just can't. I still can't believe it. I do not have a big part in the movie, but it's—it's it's, it, just the fact that I'm in the movie. Um, it was a dream come true. Oh hell yes! Well, this—I know it's top secret, you know, CIA kind of stuff. But wow, you excited? I am so excited. Oh man, I got my tickets. I'm so excited. You got your tickets already? I got my tickets already. Can you imagine what kind of a nightmare it must have been like the past few days for like people who run those like servers and everything on those websites? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Crashing left and right. Wow, yeah. I mean the place is going blowing up with that when that preview came out. That's all people could talk about. I was at the doctor's office. The doctor was like, Did you see the preview of that movie? Yeah, at the toll booth. They're honking at me because they were talking about the preview of the movie. Oh man, it was crazy. It's it's very I DVR'd stuff. Monday Night Football just to watch that trailer. Oh, is that right? Wow, that's Fast forwarded cool. through all the boring football and then got right to, right to the trailer. Wow, if it could compete with football, that's impressive. They mm-hmm. they actually had it on the internet right away. I didn't have to watch a football game. Yeah, I just I, I always I, I download all the the new trailers and sneak peeks, and I've actually been um, introducing my little one. To Star Wars already, you know. Oh, you're important. raising him, that's right? Parenting, right? Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's good, yeah. solid parenting. Absolutely. I commend you for that. All right, let's do let's do some more tunes here. You know, um, we're gonna do Grunge King's Mud Honey with Brand New Face, and then after that, we've got Wayne Fontana and the Mindbenders with Game of Love. But we're gonna start with Mud Honey.
Hey guys, um, I know I might have caught you off guard there with that uh, Louis Gohmert clip and everything. A bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, like, in, let me explain something here. Our executive producer was recently on the show, as you remember, and she seemed open to a segment that featured a contrasting voice to all the other liberals on this show. And I believe that I am that voice. I mean, it's a faulty presumption that all the other listeners on this program are progressives. I mean, I know myself and all my friends are freedom-loving patriots who understand what made this country great. I know in the past I sort of played along with you guys. Um, I was just a little unsure of how I'd be received as the only conservative among us. But as Lori said, conflict is the key to rating success. So here I am. And I would like to take back every liberal concept and notion that I acquiesced onto the air. I would like to challenge, especially Spud, on his leftist-leaning pronouncements on his show. Oh boy! I mean, what do you guys think of a point-counterpoint segment on the show where okay. I debate uh, Spud super. or maybe any of you on the topics of the day? How cool would that be? I, I mean, it, it would be dynamic radio, right? Well, I, I don't know. Because be... I didn't know I could like you less, Derek. Super. But, but here we are. Well, no, you're, you're going to like me more. Like, we're going to get a chance to, like, really, like... Really go at it and like figure are, each other are out. Are you sure you're you're the best voice for the conservatives? Though? I I, mean, I believe so. Okay. Oh, I know it. He's bringing comic relief. That's what oh, he wants to do. Okay. You're trying yes, to bring the funny, right? That's what you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, that would be funny if you just do that whole that conservative yeah. stick. I'd yeah. be cracking up. No, you guys, I'm I'm dead serious right now. I'm a conservative. I think that's super. This is this is me opening up to you guys right now and. I don't. You guys are giving me like blank stares. I think we better go to some music. Yeah, here. I gotta get so. the taste out of my mouth from this. It's okay, you, you uh, guys will come around. Like it, it takes a minute to sink in, but yeah. you guys will. I'm you guys get, will be fine. I gotta get. I gotta get right to this, man. This is okay. Let's do some Midnight Oil versus K. Lacey with beds. Are, beds are burning. Then we have a musician from Denton, Texas, Doug Burr, and his song "White Night Black Lights." <laughs> yeah. 
me back to give me back all of my burdens. We deserve peace at home and children are so worried. to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. You know something? The, the interns, they just gave me this message from this woman. She called in during the last song and she said that she is a single Mormon woman looking for a single guy who loves pets and board games. And you know what? I love pets and board games. All right, super. So, you know, I'm going to follow up on this one here. Oh, that would be so romantic, meeting somebody through this radio show. Yeah. yeah. Romantic. It's kind of lame if you ask me. I mean, I was told we're not allowed to use our position on the air for sexual purposes. I mean, it was number two on the list we all got. Yeah. Super, you know super. What? I'm not talking about sex. Who's talking about sex here? You know, man, I can get sex anytime, any place. I told you before that with that lockup show on NBC, I can get laid any day of the week. Thank you, lockup. But what I'm looking for now is, you know, like a good, nice, home-cooked meal. That's what I'm talking about. 
Super. Derek, you're kind of a perv, you know. Well, hey, no, come on. I mean, I'm just saying that if Lawrence, yeah, he's you, just saying this guy. Now I figured him out. I got, I, I got peeps on you here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna thank the panel right now if you don't mind here, Dave. On the soundboard, good job as always. And it's been a very great pleasure to be here. Well, it's a, our pleasure too. And Mike, it's our pleasure having you. Good job. Thanks as always. I appreciate it, Lawrence. Yeah, we appreciate you, and we appreciate our two ex-community college interns, Anna and Trent. Hey, Anna and Trent. Hey, thank you as always. Thank you for your. Hard I have work. no closing comment today. Oh no! Oh, uh, Trent. Isn't that a closing Adam comment that you have no closing comment? You know, you know. I think he took a page from uh, Hillary Clinton's book on that one. <laughs> oh, see, uh, yeah, you're, you're gonna rankle <laughs> Derek's feathers. You bring that name up, he's gonna start fighting and uh, everything like that. I'm baiting him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. We'll you know what? I think I think we're gonna sign off before a fight breaks off here. But we're gonna leave everybody with one last song, and this one is by former wrestling great Freddie Blassie, Pencil Neck Geek. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. And the resident conservative, Derek, out. Oh, man. Uh, Super. Yeah. Um. Back when I was a kid, life was going swell. Till something happened. Blew everything to hell. That night my daddy stumbled in, all pale and weak. Set a woman up the block, just gave birth to a geek. Mom said, sell it to the circus. What the heck? Dad said, nope, this one's a pencil neck. And if there's one thing lower than a sideshow freak, it's a gritty, scum-sucking pencil neck geek. You see, if you take a pencil that won't hold lead, looks like a pipe cleaner attached to a head. Add a buggy whip body with a brain that leaks. You got yourself a grit-eating pencil-neck geek. Pencil-neck geek, grit-eating freak, scum-sucking P.S. with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. Pencil-neck Soon the geeks were popping up all over town. You couldn't hardly sneeze without knocking one down. After a nice juicy steak, if you need a toothpick, just reach for a geek. They'll do the trick. One day we cut one up for fish bait. Learned our lesson just a little bit late. Soon as the geek hit the drink, the water turned red. Next day, sure enough, all the fish were dead. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum-sucking peahead with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-good, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. Most any night, you know where I can be found? Stomping some geeks head into the ground So keep the faith Cause in Blassie you can trust I won't give up Till the last geek bites the dust Pencil neck geek Gritty freak Scum sucking beehead with a lousy physique He's a one man No gut losing streak Nothing but a pencil neck geek They say these geeks Come a dime a dozen 
I'm looking for the guy who's supplying the dimes. It's gonna be real hard times for all of these grit-eating, scum-sucking, boot-licking, drop-kicking, gut-grinding, nail-biting, glue-sniffing, scab-picking, butt-scratching, egg-hatching, sleazy, smelly, pepper-bellied, dirty, lousy, rotten, stinking freaks. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. Pencil-neck Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Associate producer, David Deer. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Anna Howell and Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Copyright 2015, Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Super. <laughs> <laughs>